1: Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym, Bo Nerdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Nerdly.
0: Welcome to your Monday Rush Hour with Bo Nerdly. If you'd like to be part of the program today, all you have to do is dial 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. Busy show today. Joining us shortly will be Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. He's running into a little bit of stormy weather with Walmart, and we just want to chat with him briefly about that. Uh, If you have been traveling over the Father's Day weekend Travelers have had a weekend of travel hell with the airlines. According to the group FlightAware, last Friday, 1,473 flights were canceled. Another 8,958 were delayed. On Saturday, another 859 flights were canceled. And whopping 18,198 flight delays. And then Sunday, an additional 419 flights scheduled for the holiday weekend Sunday were canceled as of Saturday evening. There are so many horror stories coming from the press about what happened. Kids being forced to sleep on dirty, filthy airport floors. People whose bags were sent ahead of them unable to retrieve things that they needed. People told that, you know, you're out of luck here. It's not just tonight. You're going to be there tomorrow. Well, you'll be glad to know, everybody that has suffered through this, that uh Pete Buttigieg, the Minister of Transportation, is going to take some kind of action. Yeah. He's going to point his finger at the airlines and tell them, hey, get it together, guys. This isn't cool. You know, you need to get there on time. And he may even, it says in the article that I have from American Wire, he is even thinking about issuing fines for certain airlines. He wants them to do a stress test to make sure that they do have enough flights ready for their summer schedule. Here's what is happening, unbeknownst to a lot of people during the covid when no one was flying when very few people were flying what happened they couldn't keep the same flight schedules where millions of people were going so they shrunk the inventory meaning they put a lot of planes on ice well not on ice they actually put them in the desert to keep them to keep them <clears throat> functioning properly but anyway they and the number of pilots at these airlines shrunk dramatically Well, now people are coming back to the airlines, and guess what? There are not enough pilots in some cases. There are not enough pilots to go around. And so these inflated flight schedules, I mean, and I don't understand how this happens, but apparently in some cases tickets have been sold for flights where there's no guarantee that the pilots are going to show up. And I don't know to what extent that is happening, whether that's the depth of it or not. A lot of things, of course, over the weekend were weather-related. But it has been a mess. Oh, we have a great question from Eddie. Because, you know, there are some flights that seem to make it on time. But we'll talk about that shortly. So, just look at it last weekend. Add it all up over 2,000 flights, bumped, people left where they are, whether it's in Atlanta-Hartsfield, which is a huge airport, whether it's right up here at the new LaGuardia,
1: <clears throat>
0: where it is still uncomfortable if you are not going to be on your plane and you're told you have to stay there overnight. In some cases... What the airlines usually do, put you up in a hotel and all that stuff. In some cases, that didn't happen either. So a lot of people had a really tough weekend. And if you believe Pete Buttigieg, he's going to fix it all. Um, yeah, I don't buy it. Uno. he's your numero uno washington dc i don't have the story in front of me i read the story at fox and i read it i think a biz pack review or american wire about what happened in dc the music cello or whatever they called it this was a non-permitted by means the organizers didn't have a permit music festival and to me if you have a music festival it doesn't have a permit then I don't understand why the mayor of the police force didn't go out and immediately say, hey, 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 no permit, we're shutting this thing down. Anyway, it wasn't shut down. There ended up being a shooting. It was a horrible story. About a 15-year-old boy who was shot. And as he's laying there dying in the streets of Washington, D.C., he's screaming for his mother. Screaming for his mother as the life ebbed out of his body. And people that heard those screams just say it was just really horrific to hear it, to hear them. It's something that they would never want to hear again in their life, this young 15-year-old crying, crying out, shouting, screaming for his mom after he got shot. Apparently a bystander, there was no no indication from any of the earlier reports that we've seen anyway that this, this 15-year-old was doing anything wrong except just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. There's a story in the New York Post about uh, what Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is doing, rolling out a plan to cut shoplifting the smash and go robberies. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has faced blowback over bags progressive police policies will now focus on targeting repeat offenders that's what Kathy Wild the president of partnership for new york city said on cats roundtable on wabc 770 am it's a plan to reduce retail theft in manhattan shoplifting and smash and go robbery something we very much need, Kathy Wild told our very own John Katsumatidis. She said they're going to be, the DA's office is going to be focusing on a much closer working relationship with the New York Police Department to aggressively identify those folks who have the highest rates of recidivism. You know, it's a relatively small number of relatively well-organized people who are committing most of these robberies have so much increased over the years. So we look forward to this. If it's true, if it's true, the smash and grab robberies here in New York, and they're just part of the problem, how about the murderers? How about the guys that are running around that get caught up in one crime and then go to face these liberal judges under By the way, Kathy Hochul has a lot to do with this, this woman running for governor. She could stop a lot of this right now by just getting behind the effort to repeal the bail reforms and also to get rid of these liberal prosecutors. There's a DA, by the way, in Queens. Again, I don't have the story in front of me. I don't want to quote anything that's not in, in this story, but this DA in Queens was using her protection detail to move out of her apartment, having her security run her 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 city paid for security force run errands for her and help her move out of whatever domicile she was in into her new domicile. So this is what the DAs in New York, they're not worried about the criminals so much. They're worried about themselves their progressive agenda and of course how they're gonna get from one place one domicile to the next cheaply by using city labor. Just it's disgusting to see these people in power in New York while New Yorkers are cowering in fear, wondering if they need to if, if they have if they have to ride the subways, wondering if they can get home or not if they have to open up their business, wondering if some group of thugs that should be in jail are going to march in, smash and grab them, hurt or kill somebody, and even when they are caught, they're let go again. Meanwhile, you open up the papers, you see your DA is running around using her own private security force as a bunch of movers. You see the mayor of your city out partying with the Hoy polloi, Up in fancy elite crowd, whether it's in New York, Chicago, or LA. And you see these district attorneys, these so called progressive district attorneys, talking about the change that they want to make. Meanwhile, the criminals are roaming loose in this city. Again, Mike Lindell's coming up uh, shortly. I want to read you something. Don't want the whole monologue to just be gloom and doom. I want to read you something that I saw on uh, my Twitter feed. It was, it was actually a Twitter direct message to me this this afternoon. I just want to read this before we go into the first break today. I was at least heartened by this story, and I hope that you will be too. gentleman's name is Travis Bickle, and he wrote to me, Hey, sir. Just wanted to share something that happened this weekend. I was out with some buddies, and one who was a big lefty made some comment about people like Rush Limbaugh ruining the world and went on for a bit. I normally don't argue with him because he gets worked up, but I had a couple of beers, so I just laughed and said, Whatever, man. Rush was hilarious, and I've listened to him since I was a baby. Every time he was on, it reminded me of being a kid in my dad's suburban back in Sacramento. My other coworker chimed in and said, yeah, man, same. I thought he was funny. We moved on. And about 10 seconds later, my city was gone, started playing in the bar. My friend and I laughed. Rush? is still with us. Most learners rush out here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. We're coming back. Your call is going to be a big part of the program, so don't go away. Coming back right after this.
1: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush
0: Hour with Bo
1: Snerdly. Rush, 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 Rush.
0: Stevie Wonder brings us back. This from the album fulfilling this first finale. You haven't done nothing. There is a continuing battle taking place in Fairfax County, Virginia. The Fairfax Virginia School Board has decided they have a new handbook out that students from fourth grade on up who use the wrong pronouns to designate their transgender peers are going to be suspended from school. Now, just on Saturday, we played some of the some of the sound bites about some of these pronouns. And I don't even understand, and I bet many of you that listened, this was on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, every Saturday, at 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. I bet you many that, that heard these young people talking about how they use pronouns didn't understand a word of it. It's just like, what are you talking about? They, them, I'm a they, them, and ones, I'm a bun-bun, I'm a bun-bun. What, what is a bun bun? Well, that's if you don't call me a bun bun, then you're going to get trans, you, you're going to get suspended from school for mis, mispronouncing me. This is what we're worried about in schools these days. Parents already in Fairfax County. Now, Fairfax, mind you, is one of the wealthiest counties in the country, not just in Virginia, in the country. And you know why? Because many of the people who rely on the largesse of taxpayers, be they lobbyists, be they government employees at the high end, or be they connected somehow to federal government work, live in Fairfax County. If you ever want to be in a recession-proof place, Fairfax County is it. Because the money just keeps flowing. But some parents who live in Fairfax are just plain frustrated. They're yanking their kids out of schools. The Fairfax schools and others are saying, okay, this enough. There's going to be lawsuits. People are questioning who these school boards are really representing. Now don't be surprised if this becomes one of or if it if it already isn't one of the issues that voters will be going to the polls with in 2022. Hillary Clinton by the way has addressed this. She did an interview and I'm paraphrasing what she said. She said, "Look, you know, the Democrats stand to be in trouble by 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 Supporting these these narrow activist groups, and so big problem we have with us the CEO of one of the most successful companies in America, My Mike Lindell. Mike, thank you so much for joining Boston Early Rush Hour here on WABC. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on,
0: Mr. Lindell. Your company received very bad news toward the end of last week from Walmart all of a sudden yep. a decision was made apparently to just pull your products out of the Walmart chain i understand that your products were selling like gangbusters in walmart why why did this happen
1: well, it's the same old reason the other ones all that they left uh, starting last year. Um, they're afraid of the truth of the 2020 election, and that's and uh, they don't want me out there preaching to get rid of the voting machines and get get our elections with uh, just paper ballots. Um, and that's the only reason you can that you that would be uh, um, the reason for it because we are the we are the number one selling product they told me ever. A uh, $60, $50 buy through. They lied to me three times. The first time they said, well, your sales are going down. And I said, no, uh, this was their CMO. And I said, no, last week was our biggest order this year. I said, our sales are in, are going up all the time. And he goes, oh, well, let me look into this. And then then their next guy that got on the phone uh, a week later, got on a Zoom call, um, was with my VPs. And they said, we're gonna we're gonna cancel, but we're gonna we're gonna look at twenty twenty three. And I go, What do you mean? I've been with you guys since two thousand twelve. Um, this makes no sense. Then their C or their C or their vice president, executive vice president got on the phone with me last week and he said I said, Um, somebody there's something wrong here. What's the real reason for you guys canceling me? And he goes he goes, Well he goes, we do have a new policy. You have to be a four-star rating, and you're only a 3.8. I go, I've never heard of this star rating system. I said, whose rating system? He goes, well, we put that in internally uh, two and a half years ago. I said, um, I, I go, well, you're lying. You're just canceling because I've never heard of this, and you're, you're this is the third excuse I've heard now. And then they lied to the public, and say, when the media all called them, and they said uh, – Hey, why did you why did why did you cancel my pillow? They wouldn't tell them why, but they said, "Oh, we're still going to have them online." That's a lie, too. We're not online there. If any if they're selling anything at Walmart marketplace, which we did find one the other day from China, uh these are not my pillows or they're not me selling them on on their marketplace. So, it's just full of lies. Then we found out they their chairman of Walmart uh, I can't remember his name. I don't have my papers in front of me. But the chairman of Walmart, their, chairman of their board, we have it on tape. I investigated him last uh, fall. We had a team investigate all these big uh, retailer giants and to see why they were canceling. Well, that particular one, we have him on tape with Hunter Biden, Biden colluding to get rid of Donald Trump. This in 2018, and, and it's on tape for the whole world to see. It was on Hunter's laptop. It's all been made public. So it's really sad that this cancel culture, uh, companies you trust. Remember, Walmart was built on the American dream. And, you know, you're trying to take this away from our country. It's just disgusting.
0: Do you have any recourse? Is there anything legally that you can do to fight this? I mean, I understand. Look, they're a private company. They can do what they want. They're a private company. They can choose who's in this store or not but but the fact that this is not a business decision apparently that this is a decision that's being made because of your politics um is, is right. what you believe is there anything that you can do legally to push back against this
1: well you know what i've done is just like what i've done uh um and i, I want to say something by the way this one hurts this one hit home the most for me because it was our biggest retailer of the my pillow bed pillows which is my my employees 80 percent of them that's what they do they manufacture them so you hit my employees and that really that's very it was up till four in the morning uh the other day and you know what am i going to do how, how are we going to get through this and and uh i i mean, I promised all my employees none of them are going to get laid off and uh well anyway here's what here's what i've done just like when the other box stores canceled me, just like when Twitter, Facebook, all these places canceled myself and my pillow, I built my own platform, FrankSpeech. dot com. That's on the App Store, FrankSpeech. I also now came came out with MyStore.com. dot com. It's My Store. It's for entrepreneurs or USA entrepreneurs and their products. So, you know, we just find uh, uh, I guess finding other ways to sell other than. Uh, uh, these box stores and these uh, and these platforms that are that um, you know they're going to get theirs. You know, you look at like Bed Bath and Beyond; they just crashed after they dropped my pillow. But um, you know, I just have a bigger voice than what they've done to a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff. If you speak out, um, you know, with your politics or anything nowadays, look what they did on January seventh, twenty twenty-one. One point two million Americans and platforms people got deplatformed. Uh, from uh, um, our great president Donald Trump to uh, people that had podcasts, churches got canceled. Um, it was, uh, you know, they thought they were going to cancel everybody for good, but the uh, people migrated to other platforms and found other ways to communicate, and that's where we're at now. With Walmart, shame on Walmart. Um, you know, I encourage everyone to go to mystore.com. We found with my pillow. What I did is I put out the 1988 pillow. The pillow they were going to get for $19.88, now I put it out for the whole country uh, directly to the consumers with their promo codes that that are out there so other podcasters, radio hosts, and TVs can uh, promote them, and that's what Walmart, so they're not going to get what they would have made with their, their number one selling product. It's not like, uh, you know, they chose to forfeit even money. The times we're in now, can you imagine companies forfeiting Big money. This wasn't a little thing. This was an offer. This was to Walmart, their number one driver for their stores, and they chose to take uh, whatever they were afraid of of the word getting out. Um, you know, let's just destroy Mike Lindell and my pillow, and that's the trace they made. I will not go back to Walmart, even if they said tomorrow, "Hey, we made a mistake," um, because they didn't. They knew exactly what they were doing.
0: Well, this it takes incredible courage to stand up with a, <clears throat> number one, to tell your employees in a situation like this where you've lost your biggest account, you're not going to get fired. That takes a tremendous, a lot of, of, of courage, Mr. Lindell. And so just to, I don't know what to say to you on that, except that is, that takes a lot of courage. And then also well, to stand well, up to Walmart publicly. A lot of people would say, okay, listen, Let's not give this I any mean, publicity. Let's try to resolve this be behind closed doors and come to right. some resolution. But you're not doing that. You're letting people know exactly what happened here.
1: That's right, because I want people to know the truth. That's what I've been all about. I didn't – I didn't uh, before I was brought everything for this 2020 election and all this stuff – I was the guy that made pillows. I was the media's darling. I didn't do anything different other than say, Hey, here's what was brought to me. Here's what I found. Here's what people have found. And, and it's sad, but I'll tell you what my employees know. My word is good because during the China virus, when that was all going on, I, I kept paying my employees, even if they were, if they didn't have anything to do, you know, ones that went home, we kept them on and, and I don't know if a lot of companies can say that, but my we're like a big family at my We have over two thousand employees. We uh we have Democrats, Conservatives, Liberals, um, Republicans, Democrats, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. This has united us. We're like a big family and and we uh we know we're gonna get through and, and uh we've all uh you know, we have a lot of faith that we, we are we keep our faith in God and, and uh and we just do what uh, we know is right, and and if they, uh, uh, I can't help what these other companies do. I can only move on, and they will get, you know, I, other, last year when they did it, it's like Costco when they did it, customers, you know, they got upset with them, and they, and they had our back, and they, and they, um, they kept, um, it kept us going, so I'm very happy that, uh, I'm very um, happy that everyone gets behind us, and it's not just a, a divided country thing. It's, this is just, these are – this is a um, – there's an agenda to every – this cancel culture that's out there, and it has nothing to do with a divided country. It's, it's just, this is a takeover. This is our freedoms. This is what's come into our country. Uh, when you have – this is a manifestations of a stolen election. And what we can do, if we don't have our elections going forward where – I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. we It has to be elections, not – Not selections. uh, I just just uh, want to
0: leave you with this because our time is running out, Mike. I I want to leave you with this. This was reported on June 1st, and you have probably heard it. I have a June 1st story, and it says this from Atlanta. Electronic voting machines from a leading vendor used in at least 16 states have software vulnerabilities that leave them susceptible to hacking if unaddressed the nation's Mm -hmm. leading cybersecurity agency, says in an advisory sent to state election officials. The United States Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency said there is no evidence the flaws in the Dominion voting system's equipment have been exploited to alter election results. But what they're saying here, uh uh-oh, we've found vulnerabilities. This is something you were Mm -hmm. talking about, others were talking about, we were told you were crazy. And now the You're government right. well, has admitted Oops. Yeah, the
1: government. <laughs> the government's vindicated. There's been so much vindication. Uh, there was a real, real quickly, there was down in Georgia in, and uh, May 24th, it was a primary of three Democrats in a, in a um, local count, council. I know I guess it was a, it was a, it was in the state primary. And she got zero votes in her own precinct. And her and her husband looked at each other and go, what happened? Well, That was such a deviation. They actually had to do a real fast machine audit, opened up the machines and said, uh oh, we've seen a mistake. You really got 3,720 more votes. This was a Democrat now. There were three Democrats. She went from third place to first place. So that's just, they're finding stuff all over the place. It's not just the 2020 election. We can't have these machines, everybody. And this is where I've been fighting for it. We've got the replacement, we've got paper. And it, France did it with 70 million people, and they did it in one day. Uh, we've got about a, a double, little more than double of that. We can get it done here, too.
0: Mike Lindell, we hope you'll join us again. Keep us posted on how things are going. Thank you for joining us, sir.
1: Thanks for having me on. God bless. Thanks.
0: All right. Bye-bye. <clears throat> James Goldman, a.k. Bo Snorley here on Bo Snorley's Rush Hour, coming back right after this.
1: The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly.
0: WABC, Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats at night up next. There is a story... ...in the New York Times today... What you know about the COVID vaccine for little kids? By the way, we're coming to your phone calls really quickly. But I want to get into this. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who is the director of the CDC, NP, has signed off on two COVID-19 vaccinations for kids over six months of age and under five. So the New York Times has a big story today. What do parents need pretty much they're asking to understand about all of this? And the questions, the how do Moderna and Pfizer vaccines differ? I don't want to get into all of that. You can read it in the article if you care. What are the side effects of the vaccines in young kids? The data so far says the New York Times suggests that the side effects in younger kids are milder than those in older kids, probably because a lower dose of the vaccine is given. Dr. Shirley said, among children five years old, the side effects were sort of of the things that we expected in children after receiving a vaccine. Increased fussiness, sleepiness, and pain at the injection site, blah, blah, blah. They go on to say, this is a quote, no children in the vaccine trials developed heart issues like myocarditis, a form of heart inflammation that was seen in,
1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight
0: loss. This sparked my curiosity, because we don't hear much about the older children that have had heart issues. Now, I happen to hear about them because I know people that are like leading members of the tinfoil hat community. And they make sure that I hear about this stuff, and I've been hearing for ages, that, you know what? These vaccines that are already on the market, that are going to teenagers, many of the, some of these teenagers have had adverse ref, uh, effects. Now, remember this. We had Senator Johnson on the program the other week, and he talked about the lack of of data that the government is keeping and the lack of response on people that suffer adverse effects. Once again, I want to assure all of you I am not an anti-vaxxer. I got vaxxed. I got COVID afterwards. I got vaxxed. I got COVID afterwards, a really bad case. It almost killed me. I got vaxxed, and I am not an anti-vaxxer. What I am is pro-truth. And I want to know, and you need to know the truth about these things. And so you need to be able to make your own assessment. Now, one of the last things that the New York Times says, and, and the questions that they want to raise is COVID-19 symptoms are often mild in young kids, and they can get the virus even if they're vaccinated. So what's the point of vaccinating my young child? Here's the answer that the New York Times has in its article. It's true that COVID-19 is far less risky for kids than it is for those who are older. But, the New York Times says, more than 440 children aged 4 and under have died from COVID-19 since January 2020. And the infection is, quote-unquote, one of the top ten causes of death of children in the United States. That's according to Yvonne Maldonado, who's a pediatric infectious disease physician at Stanford Medicine. Now, I have a question about this, because inquiring minds, as they say, want to know. You say that COVID is one of the top ten causes of death. What are the other ten? And do we have vaccines for the other ten? 440. What is that of the population? Well, I happen to know from reading elsewhere, not in the New York Times, thank you, that the number of children that we're talking about here with this 440 children represents, if you haven't heard it, sit down, represents 0.01% of that universe, meaning of all of the children that there are, The number 440 represents 0.01 of them that have died from COVID. So the point that the New York Times is not stressing is that, yes, you can do this, and it is true, and I'm not debating this, 440 children have died. But what that represents is 0.01% of all children. Now, you make up your own mind. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But I just think that we need to have truth about the way these things are reported. And people need to have all the information possible to make up their own minds. Once again, I am not an anti-vax person. I'm not a tinfoil hat person. I don't want to know about all these conspiracy theories and all this weirdness. But the American people deserve the truth. And they're not getting the truth From their media, they are getting a narrative from their media. And it's the same narrative, coincidentally, that they get from the Democrat Party. And that narrative happens to leave out who is making money from these vaccines. The narrative also leaves out who is responsible and should be held accountable for the spread of COVID, not just in the United States, but around the world. James Golden, aka Bo Snirly. We are definitely coming back with your calls. So if you're on hold, stay on hold. Coming back with your calls and more right after this.
1: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, 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 rush. Is James
0: from my heart that cute. Take these chains from my heart and set me free. Yeah, it would be a good idea. You've James Golden, a.k.a. Bo's no Uh It's story time. We're going to take your calls. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to tell you a little story first, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, I-, I remember once upon a time, we had a president of the United States. Now, this president poor guy would just come off Air Force One and he'd just trip all over himself and then this president while he tried to go up to the stage and deliver a speech and you know what he do he fall all over himself again just trip and my friends let me tell you something he was a laughing stock the media in this country just went off they had a field day with him they did they had Saturday night live skits on how clumsy he was. They did. Yes, they did. And they, they said this man had to be the clumsiest fool president we ever had in our lives. Now, let's fast forward. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another president. Now, this president doesn't fall down the stairs on Air Force One. He falls up the stairs. When he's going up the stairs, he falls. And if the wind blows too hard, it looked like this fella he's about to be picked off and carried away with the wind. Now, this president, this past weekend, he got on his bicycle. And you know what happened when he got on his bicycle? Why? He failed. He failed on the ground and he was looking on the ground just as sorry seeking he be. But you know, funny thing, our media don't find nothing funny about this one. They don't have no skits on Saturday Night Live about what a clumsy old man he is. No, they just try to do their best to pretend that everything is normal. And that's our little story time for today, we call it, A tale of two presidents, one name, Jill Ford, and the other, Joe Biden. Let's go to the telephone, Angelina Huffington, New York. Welcome. You're on Bo Therley's Rush Hour. How are you, Angelina? Oh, Mr. Golden? Yes. Oh, my God. I am like your biggest fan. I adore you so much. I'm going to try to contain myself because we're on the radio But Mm. I just think you are so wonderful. You're so real. You're raw. Everything that I think you say, so I know I'm not crazy. So you validate that I am not the only crazy person in this world who thinks this world has gone to hell in a handbasket. Well, I thank you. I am here and I'm listening, devouring and loving every single word. Thank you. So much, Angelina. I finally saw your picture. I Googled you. I've been having like a crush on you, and not a romantic crush, but like an intellectual crush on you for so long. This is like, was on my bucket list. So thank you for for filling my bucket list. Angelina, I am happy to. Anytime, darling. And if it's a romantic crush, you can call in with that, too. I'm not going to turn you away. (laughs) Thank you, darling. Let's go to Marianne in Sleepy Hollow, New York. Thank you, Angelina. How are you, Marianne?
1: I'm great. Thank you for taking my call, Bo. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about Mike Lindell. Um, bravo for him for standing up for his faith and for our freedom. And I have purchased so many things from MyPillow.com, and will continue to do so and give them as gifts. And his new um, website, My Store, is wonderful. Um, Wisconsin metal art and so many others, made in America. Um, Excellent quality, and I just wanted to say bravo to him, and thank you for having him on. I really appreciate
0: it. You know, I have a special announcement that I just got flash traffic, And, and Marianne, here it is. And all of you who want to support not only Mike Lindell, but the folks that are working at MyPillow, you heard him describe them. All Americans, everybody, just the diversity of America on parade at My Pillow, and he's going to pay them all regardless and keep them on the workforce regardless of what Walmart did to his business. So listen to this, my 77 WABC listeners. My Pillow founder, Mike Lindell, joined me earlier today. You know that. And lucky for you, Mike is giving 77 WABC listeners deep discounts. On my pillow products. All you have to do, I'm going to give you a phone number here. All you have to do is call 800 877 2185 and use the code WABC to get deep discounts on my pillow products. Here's the phone number again 800 877 2185. Use the code WABC. Call right now. Support my pillow. Thank you so much. And Marianne, thank you so much for your call. So appreciated. Thank you, darling. Let's go to Patricia in Brooklyn. Patricia, you're on with James Golden, Bos Nervies Rush Hour. How are you?
1: I'm good, James. Um, bless your soul. Everybody adores you. There's no question about that. I did uh, Google, I guess that's what you call it, the Queen's DA is Melinda Katz. Her salary. I hope you're sitting down because you could be amazed. 120 dollars 120,000 a year. Her ex-husband is Curtis Lea. They have two boys together. Her income. Get this, James. Net worth is one to five million in the year 2020, 2022. Hello. If I was moving, wouldn't you call like a moving company and not get yourself in trouble? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And i didn't hear the, i didn't hear exactly what you said after you said she was Curtis's ex wife something about somebody together i didn't hear that but um clearly, but I just want to say you know, hey Curtis, uh maybe find out about this, maybe call your ex say yo what's going on maybe why are you using uh your security detail to help move you that's an interesting proposition, but regardless of whose ex wife she is, and I was only kidding it shouldn't happen. I mean, yes, even if you're not making those kind of bucks, even if you're not worth worth that, you don't use city employees for this. And I wonder if this DA is going to either refute this story or apologize to the taxpayers. Let's go to Manhattan. Thank you for calling, Patricia. Eddie in Manhattan, you're on both Snirley's Rush Hour. How are you? Okay, Mrs. Snirley, thank you. Um... Are we still flying the illegals and bussing them around the country at these tremendous gas prices? Yes, Eddie, and <laughs> guess what? I'm so happy oh, you called. Pete Buttigieg is not is not telling the American public why none of these flights are being canceled or where these flights are, how much they cost. So I guess the illegals didn't have to worry about their flights being canceled or stuck on airport floors over the weekend, they can get where they're going while American citizens and others are suffering through these massive flight delays and flight cancellations. What a great point, Eddie. Thank you for that. And um, Let I us... just had a quick question. <laughs> Go ahead. Evans Bishop, do you think he was murdered I don't know, and I would have to research it before I could give you an answer, and I honestly don't know. I'd have to look into, see exactly what you're talking about here. Anyway, Eddie, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Let us go to Kevin in Bayonne, New Jersey. How are you, Kevin? Quick, quick question. Uh, how many
1: letters
0: are there in the alphabet? Now, look, 20, is 26. Is your- 26. All no, right, really. How many... Uh- Weeks are uh, in the year? Well, 52. That's what we're told. uh, What we learn.
1: There there are 52
0: in the alphabet capital A, small a, dot dot dot, capital Z, small z. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Trick question. And I fell for it. (laughs) Eddie Staten Island. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio seventy seven times running out. Eddie, make your point.
1: Okay, quick. Uh, hi, James. Uh, the, um, can you answer why um, George Soros? I know why is purchase uh, is purchasing fourteen,
0: fifteen Spanish stations to influence the election. Eighteen. It, it's annoying to to me. Eighteen. Annoying Eighteen. Now? And he's yeah, it was eighteen from what I understand. And of course, he's doing this because the Democrats right now are in trouble. They are in deep do 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 do. With the Hispanic vote. By the way, another article today is in The Hill. I'm going to save this one for tomorrow because I've been making this point all along. That DACA, remember that business Obama and DACA, the dreamers and all that stuff? The article points out how Democrats have done nothing, nothing to really make sure that there's some DACA protection. They come up with these bills, but they know they will never get Republicans to sign on because they're so outrageous with the things they ask. They don't want a solution for DACA. And so that, that article was in the Hill today. I've been saying that all along, that Hispanic Americans have been played by Democrats. And that was the conclusion that this article came to. Anyway, what a day, Monday. Remember, my pillow. use the code WABC, 800-877-2185 for that. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families, James Golden boasts nearly, I will be back tomorrow and every weekday, 4 o'clock. Catch at night up next. See you later. Bye.